my sister is joining us today and she has an interesting thing on her christmas list all i want for christmas is a dog could have her head but they don't ship them to private addresses <laughs> katie why do you want a dog cadaver okay head for so christmas? i'm working on my dental specialty she's a vet tech not like a person <laughs> dental specialty because that'd be weird <laughs> Dog wouldn't help. No, no, dog would not help. Um, dog cadaver heads are only really. Are there specific. dentists that get like a head cadaver? Oh yeah, in the mail. Yeah, no, no, not in the mail. I mean, like you have to like set up special things for it. I'm certain because human cadaver heads a little. Is there bit a catalog more. for this? I want like Oriental trading. <laughs> to, like, what <laughs> section? Like, like if you get a dozen, you get them for, for thirty five cents each. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Do you want to do something to this dog cadaver head? Is no, that I just want to look at it. I'm going to keep it on fucking. Ch- of course, I'm going to do something with it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to name it Bumpkins and sit it on a shelf next to my telly. What? What? So I need a full set of perfect X-rays to submit for my specialist test. That takes a long fucking time, and it is not safe to keep a random dog under anesthesia because you can only do x-rays when they're under anesthesia because you put the fucking plate in their mouth like the best way to do it is to get you know like a deceased animal and try to take perfect x-rays like that right but then you have to pay shipping they all come from oklahoma they don't have a dog problem there. <laughs> <laughs> these shelters are doing just fine <laughs> Vienna Lana's podcast. Wendy and Alana's podcast. Get literary, get literary. Woo! Hello and welcome to Getting Lit, Alana and Wendy's totally excellent literary podcast. This is series one, season one, episode 11 Ooh. of our vaguely romance. 11! I know, right? Of our vaguely romance novel two person book club. Three today! Yay! <laughs> That's right. My name is Alana and I'm one of your hosts today. And oh oh I'm- oh oh! Is that a, is there is there an extra person in there? Is it my turn? My name is Wendy, and I'm no. the best host. No, Katie. <laughs> Katie. <laughs> that was such an older. I'm just so excited today. about my new role. I completely forgot about it. Uh. I'm Wendy. I'm your other host. <laughs> okay. Today we are discussing Grim Space by Anne Aguirre. Katie, I guess tell us a little bit about how you met Wendy. Well, um, I was the lucky egg to go first, so... And we have an older sister as well. She's in Scotland. Fuck off, Becky. (laughs) Just kidding, we love you. Just kidding, Becky, we love you. We love you, Becky. Just kidding. Katie lives in Carleton, Oregon. I live in Little Rock, Arkansas, and then Becky lives in Edinburgh, Scotland. Scotland. I was gonna Scotland. say Spanish. The fuck? I'm already. I'm already into my into my mimosa. <laughs> <laughs> wow! If you were pre gaming it, you should have let me know. <laughs> Katie likes to read romances too. Yes. Because much like I did, Katie and I both raided my mom's Tupperware box of romances mm-hmm. under her bed. Yep. Frequently. So we all we all know. We all know. It's an open secret. The same secret. books that my mom read. Yep. <laughs> Plus, we're gonna yep. like we're gonna have all of Wendy's family on the podcast eventually. I think. That yeah. <laughs> I told Dad he has to do it. <laughs> You're only gonna get him to do Pride and Prejudice, though, and only the A and E version. <laughs> yeah. 
And then he's going to be, like, handing the microphone off to mom. Because that's, that's what he does. <laughs> so so what are we drinking? Um, we heard that you have a mimosa, Wendy. I do. What, what type of champagne, Wendy? This is super important. What type of champagne? Oh, you're going to make me sad, Yeah, find the bottle. Find the empty bottle. <laughs> <laughs> it's not empty. Oh, sure, it's mostly. not empty. Oh, yeah. No, mostly. No, I'm sure. It's mostly not empty. <laughs> it's Cook's. Are you sad about that? Is, is Cook's a bad thing? Oh, my God, is it Cook's? Yeah. When do you get, like, bougie bullshit? Bushy bullshit. <laughs> no, excuse you. I get I get slightly up above cooks. Okay, I understand if you are going if you are going to ruin champagne with orange juice, don't don't shell out for the expensive shit. You know, none of this none of this expensive shit. So, I am drinking Jaume Sara Cristalino, <laughs> and it's great because um under right underneath the label it says Jaume Sara Cristalino is not affiliated with sponsored by approved by endorsed by or in any way connected to Louis Roder's Cristal Champagne or Louis Roder which is awesome. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So Who is that? Um so you know Cristal, right? Like the, like the meth. <laughs> like the meth? Yeah. Cristal meth. <laughs> oh, I got it. Yeah, no. No. Um It's like a baby crystal. Yeah, it's 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 teeny tiny crystal. You have to so. serve it in oh, very small glasses. Cristalino. Yeah. It'll be a crystallino crystal when it grows up. <laughs> so my my artisanal cocktail is not technically finished. Uh I made a series of jello shots. And so they're in my refrigerator right now. But I did get... Because there is several, like, Nutri-Pastes and Nutri-Gels in this novel. Oh. So so that was my thought on it. So I have in front of me a a plastic baggie of one of them, which I am eating like a Go-Gurt, because I am a real adult. (laughs) Um... (laughs) And I can do what I want. (laughs) Um... And I called that one Nutrigel, and it's um it's got it's a uh, green lime Jello with a little bit of like aniseed liqueur in it, like per per no. So it's a uh, bougie. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I'm like that was my one attempt to make this like slightly more adult than just Jello shots. Yeah. <laughs> and then I made another one with uh, blue Jello and pear liquor. And then I made one with watermelon jello and like red wine. Why would you do that to red wine? It because it was like my last bit of red wine, and I'm like, hmm, see oh, okay, how no, that's fair. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but also watermelon jello, it's Jolly Rancher flavor, and it just tastes like Jolly Rancher. Oh, it's like it's like <laughs> Jolly Ranchers, like without any of the work. Like, if you ever wanted to, like, not worry about biting into or getting sticky Jolly Rancher, like, apparently you should just have the Ugh. Jello. It's delicious. <laughs> that sounds so disgusting. I hate Jolly Ranchers with a passion. Oh, it sounds so You know gross. when it gets too hot and then it sticks to that little plastic thing and then you can never fucking get it off that little plastic mm. thing and then you might as well you just, mean like, the wrapper? stick the whole thing in your mouth. <laughs> you mean yeah. the wrapper? Yeah, the wrapper. Yeah, the stupid thing. The stupid thing that's there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The stupid wrapper uh, is stuck to it, and then you have to just like put the whole thing in your mouth, and then just like hope the struggle is that real. the plastic 100%. comes off of it. Yeah. You know, keep on, keep on trying, Wendy. That sounds.
terrible. <laughs> or not, because no, you don't have to no. fucking eat those in the first place. I refuse to eat Jolly Ranchers. Refuse. Uh, there you go. I, ma- I made it into little uh, egg shapes like they were uh, baby Zs. Oh, <laughs> you're eating the baby aliens. <laughs> Yeah. Oh also, will you smear your Nutrigel on your chest? <laughs> That's what it looks like. It looks like it should be smeared on a chest um, uh, that I'm eating right now out of my plastic bag. Oh, my God. Mm. And that is that is the artisanal cocktails of the... And I'm also pairing it with, like, some cheap Moscato wine. Uh, there you go. That I'm drinking. That, stay classy. Stay classy. <laughs> None of those I'm okay with. I don't like Jello shots. I don't like Jolly Ranchers. I don't like Moscato. And yet you're drinking Cooks. Okay, I feel like you don't have a horse in this race. You're drinking Cooks. Let's be perfectly clear. My champagne may have a sticker on it that says value wine of the year. Three consecutive years running. So I'm here also. Uh, if you, you listeners of the Wendy Alana Getting Lit podcast, remember that last month we read the wrong book. <laughs> <laughs> we read the uh, wrong book that was titled that was titled The Amish Midwife, and um, and so we found out that there was not one but two other Amish midwife books. And so I mentioned that I had downloaded the other book. And I have read it now, and this is my book report for The Amish Midwife 2.0, Project Wives, More Wives, More Problems. Um. (laughs) Wait, wait, is this a Mormon Amish Midwife book? Do you have polygamy in here? No, I wish. No, there's just two of them. Um, I will say, all right, so this one is much more like Aji Shuck's um, adorableness. Ah, which I feel bad about. Gee, shucks. Yeah, because it's about like a guy who owns a bunch of goats who lives next door to his neighbor and his goats <laughs> keep on getting into her like yard and like. Yeah, because goats are dicks. Let's be perfectly yeah, clear. Yeah, let's just be. Yeah. And so like he's all mad and she's all mad and they just are so angry at each other, but in like an Amish way where they're not really too mad. <laughs> so like. Putting the extra passive and passive aggressive. Exactly. Basically, what the 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 model model of this one is is that this guy raised his sister, and his sister just drops drops off a baby, her baby, at his house to just take care of, and doesn't give him anything. And then the baby gets sick because the That's baby is like allergic to to milk and needs. Are you ready for this? He needs goat milk in order to. God. So, um, anyway, so that's what she finds out, and so then they, they strike up, like, a, like, a friendship over taking care of this baby, and then they eventually, and then the, um, the deacon, uh, or whatever, of the community says that, you know, they need to give this baby up for adoption, because, you know, the guy is too old to raise his own kid, blah, 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 blah. Anyway, so then they get... They get married to take care of this baby. Aww. And and a couple of other things happen involving it, but in the end they get to keep their baby and the other lady comes back and realizes how wrong she was. And she's pregnant again, so there's an extra baby. And then the goat guy and the other girl have a baby as well. So there's just like so many babies, like tons Wait, of babies. How many babies? <laughs> there are three babies as of as of the as of the end of the novel. 
<laughs> so, so do they get to keep the baby that they put so much effort into taking care of and keeping alive? They did. They did get to keep it because the sister okay. came back and lives with them as well. But she was going to take the baby. Oh. And then there was like so much sadness and, you know, deep searching. Because in Amish books, there's lots of like searching of your soul. So it's like her sister wife. Yes, exactly. Like, you're like, how does that work? Why don't you just give her back her baby? It's her baby. You know? <laughs> oh, no, no. I feel once you have put the baby in somebody else's hand, you really shouldn't come back once they've gotten attached. You know? Like, like it's not like dogs. They don't remember you. You know? You can, you can go. You can go. <laughs> they don't remember you. <laughs> I actually, this is entirely supposition. I have no idea how babies really work. (laughs) That sounds great. Why didn't we read that one? We meant to. We meant to, Wendy, and then we didn't. It was very Harlequin romance. I mean, there were problems with it. This guy was way too into his goats. Way too (laughs) into his goats. Um... Uh-oh. Uh, it was just a little concerning about what he did for fun before that. Like, you just didn't even know, you know. Uh, and <laughs> mm, anyway, uh, it, but it was, it was Aji shucks. Um, as opposed to, but it wasn't, like, really that good, I mean. So I gave it, like, two stars versus yeah. the one star, you know. Like, it was exactly what I expected it to be. That concludes my Two report. stars? Yeah, I mean, it was... That's good. <laughs> yeah. Wait, out of how many? Five. Oh, that's not good. <laughs> well, it's better than one. It's, it's twice. Twice the stars. It is. Literally twice. twice. the stars. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you, you weren't here when we read the entire thing of a, like, crazy person who wanted to find out her... Like birth mother, oh, God. even though the entire family did not want it. Wait, it was, was that on your was that on your podcast? Because I think I did listen to that one. Mm-hmm. I was there metaphorically. Yeah, you did to it later. But you didn't about like six months later, it. I didn't experience it. You didn't. No. <laughs> I lived it through you, Wendy. I lived it through you. You spent an hour on it. We spent however long it takes to read a book. <laughs> yeah, on it. Uh, Plus an hour. It was bad. Which is great. It was really bad. There's a lot of infractions and felonies going on. I will say the part of this book, like, so they did, they did the marriage vows and the marriage vows really were gross. Um, do you confess and believe that God ordained this marriage to be a union between one man and one woman? What? 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 <laughs> like, why is that important to get married that you have to agree that... Marriage is between one man and one woman. Like, why is that a presupposition? I don't know enough about Amish people. Maybe that's straight from the Amish faith. I don't know. Is it is it to to lay down the groundwork so that when her sister shows back up, she can't get in all in in this business? <laughs> yeah, maybe it's to stop yeah. threesomes. Well, <laughs> in Amish world, I Amish, actually don't Amish know. Land. I don't know Amish, people. Amish land. <laughs> all wow, of our. That sounds like the worst theme park ever. <laughs> the worst part about reading two Amish midwife books in quick succession is now all of my Amazon recommendations are for oh. Amish <laughs> romance novels. It's like, what about this one? What about this one? She really loves God. You know about this one? Shame. Shame. Shame is fun. Shame. Pretty fun. Pretty fun. Well, thank you for <laughs> biting the bullet and finishing that Amish book that we we're supposed to read. Taking one for the metaphorical two-person team. 
I know I said I was going to do it, and then I didn't. <laughs> oh, Sorry. You still can. I mean, I'll be expecting your report in the next I, one. You She's know what? The ship has sailed. <laughs> Wendy, you should tell us about yes. about what you thought of the character March in Grim Space that we're going to talk about next. <laughs> oh, my All God. All right, here's my rant. Oh, here we And it relates to March, who I think is like Rochester, kind of, because from Jane Eyre, because... Um, he's like, hey, come do this thing with me, and I'll hate you. And then she's like, all right, he hates me. I hate him. This is fine. And then she, like, goes and fucks off and does other things. And then he's like, just kidding. I love you. I've loved you ever since I met you. And isn't that the worst? Like, the secret, like, loving from afar bullshit? What is that? That is ridiculous bullshit. It's awful. Like, on one hand, like, at the top most, most superficial way I could read it, I'm, you know, it's kind of pleasing, you know, because some guy is, like, loving you even though you don't do anything, you know? Like, you can just, you can just be you, and then they'll be like, oh, I love that. Which is great. But, also, he totally thinks that he owns her at the same time. Because he has this, like, weird affection for her that is unrequited and she knows about it but she doesn't do anything about it it's just like it's super weird what do you guys think of that the whole like loving from afar thing i really wasn't expecting too much from a guy who constantly reads her mind oh that was so (laughs) creepy that that whole thing so creepy like you can't you literally cannot like he's like oh no i can only read your mind when you're thinking about me and it's like Boy, when every third word I think about you is, you're an asshole, and then you smirk, it makes me want to kill you. How about that? How about that, yeah? <laughs> also, like, I mean, this whole loving from afar thing is so boring to read about, too. And, like, I feel like it's used a lot for, like, ladies in which they're like, you don't realize it, but he loves you. And you're like, he should show it. He should, like, you know, that's how you know someone likes you, is they treat you nicely. Which, like, yeah. I feel like that's yeah. a big trope in romance novels, that he treats you badly because he's he loves you so much. And you're like, uh-huh. gee, boy, if only I had pigtails he could pull, we could solve <laughs> this whole relationship crisis in, like, five seconds. Because I would turn around and punch him, and then would we be dating? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's so second grade. It's weird when you add the whole thing of like, and I own you. Because that definitely happened in this book. Where he was like, I love her from afar. Which was total surprise until they got to the point where he actually told her. I feel like the author just wrote that like right then. Like, oh, and he totally loved her from afar the Well, there was that point when he was jealous that she was going to sleep. Yeah. And then it's like ownership that is not, there's no consent over that ownership. Yeah, no. You know? Like, I can fuck whoever I want, you know? That doesn't mean that you can just, like, run in and grab me and tell me that you don't want me to fuck him because somebody else is not you. Like, that's not, that's not okay. If you added, like, like a fourth of a cup of of possession to this, it would get really creepy. You know? Like... (laughs) Is this like Wendy's baking recipe? <laughs> Fourth of a cup possession? Uh, one full cup of I love you. Yeah, there's like a full cup of I love you secretly. And then there's a full cup of possession. And then you add like a fourth of a cup. And you're like, 
holy shit, this guy's a weirdo. And usually he <laughs> lo- usually he owns you because he's rich, right? Or he's mm. powerful. Like it's Or like, he saved you from a, uh, you know, sudden death. Yeah. Oh, saved. Yeah. Saved. Like these savior complexes. Yeah. And also there's a there's a dibs rule in romances. Have you ever noticed that? There's a dibs rule where you like you meet a guy character, and then you meet another guy character, and then you're like, but what about the first guy character? <laughs> and that first guy character owns you, unlike the the entire idea of dibs. Yeah. Like, he was there first. That's yep. your true love. It was like how I was at the grocery store, and I saw one box of cereal, and then I saw another box of cereal, but I was like, what about the first one? I, I'm forever <laughs> attached to that one. I have to buy it Oh, yeah. yeah. And then it's- somebody comes over to take that first box of cereal, and then you fucking stab them. Yeah. Because that cereal was yours. <laughs> the cereal okay. is yours. That cereal has been loving you from afar for a long time. And then... You kill another person and another person, and then you're a serial killer. <laughs> a killer for cereal. Oh, you're terrible. Oh, you're terrible. Oh, I got that joke. I got that pun, and you're terrible, Wendy. You really are. That was pretty good. That was so successful. I'm surprised. I thought it wouldn't be. Well, it's not just successful because I'm almost out of champagne. It is also a very good pun. <laughs> that's just not good no. there's another book i read recently where she has this like guy friendship with this guy who secretly loves her from afar and he's such a bitch about it he's such a dick and it, he's not even the one she ends up with she ends up with some other dude good who's, like, better because you don't mm. want them to end up with a bitch feel like you have a social responsibility to like also be like you're not just a dick like this is toxic your behavior is toxic and you should not think that you have ownership over me. Well, that's the problem you know? too is like, it's like the female characters almost always internalize that as that they weren't paying close enough attention. Mm-hmm. And it's not really her, their fault that this person is so messed up, right? Like, but especially <laughs> mm-hmm. in the romance novel, right? Like she seems to be like, she's always feels bad when like she misinterprets March's behavior in this book. But like, how would she have possibly known, you know, based on his behavior, like, what he was actually trying to do? Not until he grabs her and tells her that he doesn't want her to sleep with that guy because he wants to sleep with her. Yeah, that's a really great opening, yeah. you know? <laughs> I kind of wish she did sleep with that guy. Yeah, I was, like, all for it. I was like, she's just gonna sleep with this guy. And I was like... That's kind of cool. I mean, it's kind of gross because, like, it's like an exchange of goods, you know, a little bit. But he apparently smells real nice. Well, there you go. (laughs) You know. Just good enough. Good enough. Nice. So I guess let's let's talk let's talk about Grim Space. It sounds like like everyone was pretty anti March in this in this book. March was a sad little baby. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) To be fair, I was anti everybody in this book. (laughs) Okay, there's one character I liked in this book, and that is, spoiler alert, the reasonable alien bounty hunter at the very, very end. Oh my god, he was so good! Reasonable alien bounty hunter. The best character in the book. He's like, hey, you ever tried logic? It's a cool thing people are doing now. Why don't you research why people are trying to kill you? Yeah. What? No, when he showed up, I was like, thank you, thank you. Reasonable, Anna. <laughs> oh, God. 
Do you want me to tell you what I hated about this book in specific and in depth? Sure. Go ahead. Sure. <laughs> okay. So. <laughs> okay. Here we go. Okay. So spoilers just for this whole. Oh, thing. yeah. We probably should have yeah. put spoilers earlier. But, yeah. you know. Yeah. So, <laughs> so okay. The- Nobody cares about spoilers. <laughs> so the government is controlling trade via B- space travel, right? And that's bad. That's bad. We bad. get that. Monopoly bad. <laughs> Monopoly bad. Yeah, okay. Monopoly bad. And these guys' response is to kidnap aliens and use them as a breeding program to create essentially more non-government controlled taxi. Nobody mm-hmm. sees the problem in this? <laughs> You're going to Kidnap, like, you have a whole bunch of planets that are specifically under, like, what Star Trek would call prime directive sort of thing. You can't fuck with them because they are not as technologically advanced. But, oh no! No, this group of rebels are going to rebel against the evil government by kidnapping aliens and using them as a breeding program. To create more taxi drivers. Feel like this is a bad idea. Yeah, it's not. I found that to be an interesting part about this book because I wasn't really quite sure they were the good guys. Like, yes. they don't act like the good guys. They don't like, act like the good guys. As like, soon as they mention that, and the main character is like, oh, okay, that makes reasonable sense. Let's go kidnap some aliens. You're like, what? What? <laughs> Wait! <laughs> oh, what? So about halfway through the book when they announced, announced the Grand Plan, I'm like, done. Just done. I am so not invested with anybody here. Like, <laughs> you kind of lost me when there's a very clearly white girl on the cover of this book and the main character is supposed to be at least sort of maybe, you know, person of color, possibly African-American. I was of huge wondering about that. hair that she's got going on. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, you kind of lost me there. I mean, like, if you're going to do a poor Crystal Singer ripoff, you know, if you're going to make it multicultural, can't you at least have the cover be a decent representation of that? But no. Um, oh, I hadn't caught that. She was- yeah, she has super straight hair. Oh, yeah. super straight hair. You know what? Normal people of color who are, des- who are you know, like, described in the book of has- having, like, crazy frizzy hair do not have st- super straight hair like that without significant work. Let's be perfectly clear. Chemical straighteners, you know, flat irons, whatever. I mean, actually, I... Well, maybe it's just the, the, the caliber of book that we read in this in this book club, but I thought it was pretty okay. I mean, I also agree that there were definite parts of the book in which I really felt like it could have been edited better to, like, make it make more sense or feel like it was going in a particular direction. Like, it felt a bit like the author was writing herself into a corner. So many times. Oh, yeah. Like, where she's like, we're going to go and explore a new world. But, but, and we do things, but, and then we don't actually do that very much. I did like how often people died in this book. People died Yeah, I like that too. Except for the fact that they killed the leader of this book. Here's the problem, is uh, one of the many problems of this book, is that the fact that they didn't have a leader after Mare died. And, like, 
we're just supposed to follow March because he's totally unstable. So (laughs) unstable. Oh my god. He thinks his girlfriend's died and he takes the capital city hostage and destroys everything. He's like, fire! Fire! Fire on you all! Burn everything! Kill everybody! My girlfriend is dead! (laughs) You're like, no, that's not the man we want to lead our super super secret taxi driver program. I mean, really. No. Also, I just wanted to point out one of my favorite parts about this is basically they're space Republicans because he (laughs) said, all right, it's on, it's like 25% into the book. He says, he nods. This is explaining their project. We could create new trademark, trade routes, establish a free market, and it would help a lot of, um, a lot of outposts not having to pay corp tariffs for their supplies. They want to lower taxes and create a free market, guys. (laughs) <laughs> These guys are Republicans. These are oh. space Republicans. Oh, I'm sorry. So sad. <laughs> we, we, we have to deal with that shit in real life. We Now we have to deal with it in our books, too. God. I was, like, blissfully skipping along the path of sci-fi fantasy. Like, you know, it's like they're just, like in a ship and like stuff happens and it's like action 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 and then they stop and then i went oh no (laughs) (laughs) this is actually not a good book it was lost and it never regained because there's that part where she goes okay i'm done that was that was fun a lot of people died that i liked um I don't know how to do anything, and you just kind of stole me, so it's not like I, like, signed up for this. So, I'm gonna, like, go be whatever. A space nanny. (laughs) She's going to go be a space nanny. She failed at being a stripper. Yeah, she failed at being a stripper, so she's gonna go be a space nanny. And... I was really looking forward to another six books of Space Nanny antics, but no. <laughs> uh, that whole thing happened, and I'm like, she's kind of right. Like, maybe she should go be a Space Nanny. Like, yeah. she has no reason to be here, and she has no stake in the game, and it's really scary. And also, you shouldn't have to stay. So she goes and fucks off and beats the space nanny. And then I was like, oh my god, this is the most boring thing I've ever read. (laughs) And it it reminded me of Jane Eyre and how I love Jane Eyre. Like, I always forget about the beginning, which is really boring. And the, like, next second to last part. Oh, yeah, with the the missionaries. Where she's like, oh, I'm not going to go live with Rochester anymore. She's fucking off. Yeah. She's like, I'm going to fuck off. I'm going to, like, go wander around in the moors. I'm going to try to sell my gloves for muffins. Like, this is what I'm going to do. And then you're like, this is really fucking boring, Jane. (laughs) We should move on. (laughs) And I thought we all decided, everyone who read this book, who is everyone, I swear. I thought we all decided that that was bad. (laughs) Fucking off and doing your own thing. That's a bad thing. Yeah, yeah, it's so boring. But yeah, so fucking boring. And then like we got to her friend, and didn't you like? Did you guys see her as the the woman, the older woman? What is that called? Touched by an angel? Did you guys see her? <laughs> as no, I think that's just you, Wendy. <laughs> no, no, the, old, the older black lady who played a psychic who just passed away. Yeah. 
She just died, BT dubs. And that's how I saw, like, that female character. She fucks off to go, like, be a nanny, and she meets this girl immediately, who is this older woman who's so benevolent and nice. That she's, like, a two-dimensional character, maybe even one-dimensional character. She's got this, like, a little halo of glowing around her because she's so sweet. And she finds her, like, all the stuff she needs, you know? Like, oh, so you you don't know how to do anything and you're in a city, so I'm going to give you a place to stay and a place to work and be. I think that's two-dimensional because one-dimensional is Yeah, dumb. but don't you think some people deserve... Just the, the dot. <laughs> Some characters, it's like you, they just deserve the dot. This is just a cutout of something that she's read. See, and, and it's not even related to anything. Yeah, and I, I don't know. The way that whole thing resolved was really weird. Like the end of the book? No, or? no. Like how she gets out of um, the, when she goes back to March and all of them. Oh, yeah, total bullshit. Yeah. She goes back to March because because she was lied to that one girl was going to sacrifice herself to get out of the area. Talk about two dimensions. Jeez. I mean, butchy dyke girl, bitchy dyke girl, like, make a but little bit more depth into that character. Thanks. I mean, they gave her some depth. She's also a princess. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's she's right. Also I forgot princess. that. <laughs> yeah. And she's from a from a world that doesn't like lesbianism. Oh, oh, what? Yeah, I mean, there seemed like a lot of missed opportunities to sort of just add people to the crew, like like uh, like douchey piratey dude. Like I was like, I yeah. hope he comes with us, or yeah. uh, or like you know, rational praying mantis. Or... Yes, yes, no logical uh. alien bounty hunter. Seriously. Mm-hmm. Take that man onto the ship. Make him part of your team. Of course, they wouldn't because they're racist as hell. Let's be perfectly clear. So racist. They were like, aliens don't deserve to live. I guess that's speciesist. Yeah, I guess that's speciesist, right? (laughs) Aliens. Um, Yeah. But yeah, no, they show. They totally should have taken rational alien bounty hunter on. I love him. God, like one and a half chapters, and he's my boo. You know, like, he's my home slice. It's ridiculous. <laughs> so, okay, so for people who haven't read the book, they wander around doing their own, like, weird shipping thing. And then um, she's wanted by the, the corporation. So this guy hides himself as part of the crew, and then he um, reveals himself to be a praying mantis-like... Shape-shifting. ...alien who... Can wear the skin of other humans. Well, not like the actual literal skin, because I guess no, Doc can is still alive. Skin. Yeah, that was fortunate. Yeah. Although I did have a lot of fun imagining him stuck in a closet for like three chapters. <laughs> you know, just kind of like pounding on the door. Hello? Hello? Doc had like no personality to begin with. Yeah, really. I was really excited when it, when it sounded like he was going to turn to be evil. I think he might still be evil. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, Um, no. Anybody who's, like, okay with genetic, you know, mutation and, like, alien experimentation and stuff like that, yeah. Yeah, no. Yeah, and he orchestrated the the whole lying thing. So... Well, no. That was the evil alien. That was Alien Bounty Hunter. Okay, but that also means that her her brain is still fucked up, because... The lesions were something that 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 po- that you know alien bounty hunter Jock told him. I think that actually is true, though. Yeah, I think he told her. Yeah, he was kind of like, 
Well, there's some stuff that I sort of read while I was pretending to be the doctor. And, you know, you might want to get somebody who's actually in a doctor to check that stuff out, because that might actually... Which is not Doc either. Like, Doc's basically a veterinarian. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Good choice there, by the way. Excellent, you know, like... Uh, oh my on. god let's break down this march fellow let's 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 get into it march because okay. march march is the protagonist i mean he's the he's the romantic lead and he shows up as this like completely competent ex-military guy who sneaks her out of this prison. mental institution yeah slash prison that um she's going to die in so she's she's pretty into him and he ends up (laughs) as a whiny baby who is completely unstable (laughs) and he's crying a lot (laughs) like the more that march talked the more i was like i i think you should go with the bounty hunter fella (laughs) like he sounds competent Sure, he's a shape-shifting you know, alien praying mantis, but we're okay with that. Why not? We get. Let's also discuss the fact that Kai also did not seem like a winner either. Either, right? Ew, yeah, and, Kai. Uh, Kai sounds like I could. I can only imagine him with like a puka necklace on, like puka shells. <laughs> <laughs> Kai's the navigator. Oh, that's right. Her, her dead ex-boyfriend. Her dead dad, ex-boyfriend. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, no, he's totally puka shells. Totally. <laughs> and I guess at the same time, like, because he had, like, major commitment issues, right? Oh, yeah. 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 Huge commitment issues. And yeah. she sort of glosses over it, but, like, it seems like their whole relationship was, like, a little weird. Like, well, she did totally get married and then was not completely unsurprised when her, you know, estranged husband sent out a kill order on her. <laughs> you know so so like maybe she's not the best person to accurately assess emotional attachment in relationships i just felt like march didn't he he just was not a very reliable person and you just could not root for him to end up with her well no he had a psychotic no. break two-thirds of the way through the book <laughs> yeah so any other things about the book itself other than the bad characterization <clears throat> terrible lack of editing (laughs) here's here's what i thought about this book it's fun there was a lot of action there was a lot of running around and doing shit i like you know i like the concept of the fact that there are certain people who could move through hyperspace with their minds but they couldn't do it alone it was a team effort that's fun i thought that was kind of interesting and that those people were sort of like weirdly telekinetically linked and that like there was sort of a relationship there um, between like pilots and the people and the the grim space folk, um, the the jumper. And McCaffrey put a um, she wrote a lot of uh, sci-fi, and so part of them are called um, the universe, the the ship that sang, wherein people essentially sort of um, uh, left their bodies behind to psychically. And so she wrote um, the Crystal Singer's perfect pitch to find crystals in this one planet but inevitably the ability that uses them that lets them track down the crystals makes them go crazy like just like they they hit a certain point in time and they go absolutely crazy there's a there's a third book in this series where she literally starts to forget her friends names and it's really 
depressing. Which so, is yeah, similar so- to this book. Yeah, because so, it, it also, like, there's a certain level where you can't do it anymore and no one knows when that is. And um, Yeah, where you just sort of lose yourself in space. Like, your mind is gone. Your body is still there, but it can't drive anything. So it's basically useless. So I don't know. What do they do? Do they put, like, a bullet in the head? Is that a thing? They, they, they said that in this book, they, they went to the psychiatric hospital, and then the pirates would, like, break them out of those psychiatric hospitals and, like, brain propel them to do work for them. That's right. They use them as breeding machines. I forgot about that. <laughs> the mob boss would break into the psychiatric hospitals, get the brain-dead bodies, and use them to make more babies. Because that's something we respect. Well, I don't, I felt that was kind of <laughs> dumb because it was like so easy to hate, right? Like, oh, um, yeah. Which was kind of weird to put something like, it's like just putting a bunch of like rapists in your book. You're like, okay, now I know who to hate in this book, but that makes this less interesting. Yeah. I also like, I thought they were kind of interesting up until that point. Like, and even if they were like sort of breeding their own people, like they just had to make it a slightly creepy. Um, but they're not, but they're also kidnapping people. So I don't know why they feel so angry and surprised when. Well, because those people are humans and aliens <laughs> is different. They, I mean, they showed us. Yeah. They showed a surprising amount of remorse over the the killing of baby Z. Um, or the squishing. Oh, right? baby Z. Yeah. The squishing of baby Z, right? Is that what happened to him? Um. He was shot when, when they shot the scientist dude. Oh, Okay. But, um, yeah, and they showed a surprising amount of remorse for what was kind of like a kitschy character. Oh, I understand why that whole baby's... Yeah. I was like, first of all, I was like, oh, this will be a great marriage of convenience. They will raise the baby together. Oh, no, wait, the baby died suddenly. Wait. Yeah, that was weird. That was weird. I was surprised when baby Z died. Yeah, I thought baby Z was going to show up later. But I thought, you know, honestly, all the people on the alien moon that they hang out with would would show up again as well um the you know when they go to the moon and they have the shootout and then they have to hide from the weird monsters because let me tell you there is nothing worse than having a teenager who has a crush on your pretty much husband showing up in book three as a crazy ass mob boss about to because that teenager totally could that I I swear to God that's book three or four just like Mm. that teenager who had a crush on your husband is gonna show up and try to kill you like like seriously put a bullet in all teenagers heads that's that's what my theory is I don't think I'll read any more of these books I didn't really feel propelled by this story (laughs) well no of course I'm not gonna read any three (laughs) well yeah of course you're not going to but we were like we're three out of fivers over here so we're like eh, you know like I just don't feel like I wanted to know what happened to any of the other characters and I just looked through all the book descriptions and it looks like March doesn't die soon in the series so (laughs) I was hoping that he'd die in book two and then (laughs) your idea of of um reading on the series is contingent on march the <laughs> protagonist dying yeah. <laughs> that's fantastic yeah i think and i think that probably that would probably help Jax be a more interesting character if she'd lost two boyfriends um, oh yeah mm. oh yeah she would be like the black widow pussy it would be ridiculous you know just like everybody i have sex with dies <laughs> yeah. you know or tries to kill me or tries yeah. to kill me. Yeah. Yes. Wait, who tried to kill her? 
Her husband. Oh, her husband. He's not actually a character. He's just a ridiculous. Oh yeah, her sort of, husband. Um, cardboard. Woo! Evil. Woo! Evil. <laughs> there were a lot of cardboard props. <laughs> He's this. also like a tax loophole, basically. Well, she is for him. <laughs> so he can work on her vacation. Well, I'm so glad we read it because we haven't done a sci-fi book yet, and so and there was sex in it, which I. Appreciated. Yeah, but it wasn't necessarily a romance, was it? It was. I, I don't. Hmm. <laughs> I would say it's a romance. It was a romance. I, I mean, I think that I see it as a romance. Yeah, get it together. Yeah, is it get together like, story? I think that there's a difference between a book wherein the entirety of the plot revolves around the get together. There are a lot of romances out there that are like mystery romances and you're kind of like is it a mystery is it a romance you know you're kind of on the end um is it a fiction novel about the you know uh emotional growth of a young woman or is it a romance entirely evolved around getting i think that it was trying to be a romance but it's just so terrible <laughs> yes romance because it was a get together but there was like no, like, I was not interested no. whatsoever in their relationship. I was like, let's please get back to... Can we have some more logical alien bounty hunter, please? <laughs> logical... They, I mean, the end of this story is that, really, the logical bounty hunter that looks like a praying mantis and also has skin growing <laughs> capabilities is the star. I mean, I think it had romantic elements, and one thing I appreciated about it as opposed to other romantic series is they actually get together in the first book, which is something mm. that if you're in, in series that have romances, there's they are mostly setting up the romance in the first book, which is just exhausting. And so yes. the fact that, like, something happened, and even if it wasn't, like, like, the full antithesis of it, I felt like maybe this book might be setting up a longer romantic plot line and maybe and but i was happy that it was able to get like a couple of like sexy times into the first book because uh, i've read a lot of romance not a lot of romantic sci-fi fantasy books where like they don't get it together in the first book and you're just like Ugh. yeah where it takes them to the end of the first book to <laughs> finally acknowledge that the other person is an actual person where you know they have emotions and you have to like recognize them as valid and that sort of thing. Um, but if we go back to uh, Anne McCaffrey, who did like the, the, like I was saying, the Dragonflight novels and stuff like that, her books are pretty much like they're, they're generally sort of sci-fi, but, um, but the first novel does end together and it's not even at the end. It's like um, they're together and then he, realizes he loves her or something like that it's just there's no there's no sexy times is versus sci-fi modern sci-fi is you have rape or you have you know sort of ellipsis type sexy times where it's like <laughs> and she took off her clothes dot 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 the next day <laughs> yeah <laughs> this is probably why i don't read sci-fi the rape gets more time than the Yes. Actual consenty sex <laughs> times. If you're going to be well aware of um, societal what deemed proper consent and everything like that, don't don't even read fantasy because <laughs> don't read books in general, and don't especially read books don't in general. Especially don't read the Bible. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Burn them all. Burn, Burn them, them all. all. <laughs> yep. Burn them all. 
right. Okay. So real quick, let's talk about, we're going to talk about other books that we're reading right now. Um, I just finished uh, The Sun Also Rises by Ernest Hemingway. Ooh. I know. Highbrow. Well, look at you. <laughs> I know. My, my Goodreads for the year is just a, a weird mix of different books, mostly Amish midwives. But okay. So I was reading it with my husband and another friend of mine because I have like a thousand book clubs and everyone else hated it, but I really liked it. I think I'm a fan of Hemingway. I understand that, like, all of his lady characters are, like, one-dimensional, but they all seem like... It feels like I'm watching a 1930s, like, movie when I read them. And I just like that. And also, like, I mean, everyone's an alcoholic in it, but that's, like... That's, you know, part of the allure. Like, they, they are alcoholics and they all, like... It really fucks them up and they mess up other people. So I really liked it. Uh, I don't know if you've read any Ernest Hemingway. It's also really short, which is attractive in many ways. So what what have you been reading, Wendy? I am currently reading The Arrangement by Mary Below. Je. I don't know how to say her name. <laughs> there's extra, but, there's extra um, consonants at the end. <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> yeah. It could be it could be many different things. It could be Mary Beloff. Mary Beloff. Mary Beloge. Mary Beloge. Yeah, totally. But she is a pretty famous author of romance novels and... Mom likes her a lot. I actually have read a lot of her. The arrangement is when he's blind. Yes. God. I I do like that one. Yes. Oh, yeah. He's such a sweet man. He's... Oh, my God. I... Okay, I have a thing about books about blind people. (laughs) (laughs) That seems like such a weird thing to say. Don't get cured at the end is the best one. Because let's be perfectly clear. It is a devastating disability that if you're going to get cured invalidates the entire yeah so i'm enjoying (laughs) (laughs) did i just ruin ruin it for you he doesn't get cured no no i i like it when they don't get cured at the end i think it's weird when they get cured at the end like in uh there's a book called the rosie project he basically gets cured of autism i was like how did you even do that that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, let's completely rewire your brain. I mean, short of a <laughs> massive head injury, that's not going to happen. And incidentally, we would not recommend a massive head injury as any sort of cure <laughs> for anything. Let's be perfectly clear here. Four out of five, four to five doctors recommend a massive head injury to fix your autism. <laughs> Yeah, that's what I'm reading right now, and I love it so much. Okay, so so the rest of the series is um like that entire wounded the Survivors yes. Club. Yes, yes, I love I love wounded okay, soldiers. So, so love read the rest them. of the series. Skip the one about the woman because it's really just like I mean, she saw her husband tortured to death in front of her, so that's going to give you a bit of an issue. But it's not quite to the point to where he will never walk again without uh, without canes. So, you know, like, if you're going to go whole hog survivor story, <laughs> go whole hog. You know, he will, he is blind. He has a stutter. He will never walk again without canes. This is where it's like, it comes out that we're related. You know, it's like weird. Like, oh, yeah, you like, you like books about disabilities as well. That's... That's cool. <laughs> That's cool that we're 
that we're related and that's that's a thing that we that's both like. It's a weird thing that we both like. It's weird that we're <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure sympathies towards fictional disabilities is not actually genetic, but who knows? Who's going to trace that down? Let's be perfectly clear. So it's it's weird because Mary Belog seems to have that sort of thing, like um like concrete problems a lot better than she does. Well, I mean, in this book, it's like he's just a really nice yeah. guy that happens to yeah. be blind. And that's the best part about it is that he's a really nice guy that, that happens to be blind. It's it's not like he's like going, oh, well, it's me. I am blind. Yeah. You know, he's just like figuring yeah, the shit yeah. out. Yeah. Also, I kind of think that she might be insane. This woman that he's, he's marrying. Yeah. he She calls herself the mouse. Then I was like, oh, that's that's a crazy thing. So, Katie, you're reading Our Mutual Friend by Charles Dickens, right? I am. I am. Um, it is one of the ones that was, I guess, downloaded to my Kindle when I first got a smart... The Kindle app that I opened up to read this book uh, apparently had Our Mutual Friend already pre-downloaded on it, which I guess was saved to my Amazon account back when. A Dickens novel, it's uh, free, so, um, you know, that's, that's very attractive to me in any mm-hmm. way, shape or form. <laughs> and, um, I, so, okay. Like I love Dickensian sort of narration. So our mutual friend, which is, um, let's be perfectly clear. Dickens clicked all the boxes. I mean, um, you know, we're secretly related, you know, there's a romance, but she doesn't know who I am, you know, there's a lot of money there that's going to go somewhere, but nobody knows where, you know, like, he ticked all the original boxes, and and I do love the uh, the miniseries, Our Mutual Friend, so I had downloaded the book at one time and then completely forgot about it, because I know <laughs> right now. Fun. Um, so, I want to announce the next book, but it's a bit of a surprise to Wendy, because guess what? There are seven different books called The Pirate Prince, and we nearly read the wrong one. Again. Oh, no! Not again! <laughs> uh, not again! I guess just double-checked. I'm like, huh, I'll see if it's that. But so I put the... And it, and it wasn't. So now we're reading a different Pirate Prince book. But we're, we're going to do... What? We're reading a different Pirate reading, book yeah. than what I read? No, no, no. So Did you Pirate already Prince read it? <laughs> No. Okay, no. I just read the, the description. Um, yeah. Synopsis. But I figured out it's a different book. So we are gonna read The Pirate Prince by Galen Foley, contingent upon um Wendy agreeing to it. That is different than what I read. <laughs> <laughs> um and here's the short description. When Allegro Monteverdi, the daughter of Lazar's sworn enemy, throws herself at his mercy, the pirate prince, Lazare di Fiori, agrees to spare the lives of her family, but only if she sails away with him. <laughs> I, I still think it sounds good, so that's, let's do it. <laughs> that's different than I what know, I read. I know. <laughs> that's so it's, uh, it's slightly better reviewed as well, which... Uh, oh, um, good. Because the last one was just like... One star, one star, one star, one yeah, star. Yeah, and I was like, maybe I'm choosing the wrong book again. <laughs> we could do that as a thing. We just always choose the wrong <laughs> book. That's our thing. Uh, but that's, this is the one that smart bitches read pricey books like, so I figure we'll just do this. I should have one of my sisters on this. Susanna or Naomi, if you are listening to this, you're next. <laughs> 
<laughs> so mean. Even if you aren't listening to this. <laughs> Which is likely. Okay, so we're going to read The Pirate Prince by Galen Folly. But we wanted also to thank Katie for being on the podcast early in the morning on the West Coast. That's right. It's not even noon and I'm <laughs> <Yeah>. drunk already. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's more like a very light, pleasant <laughs> buzz, which I'm sure will uh, make readings more. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I'm. <laughs> we already talked about how she's finished the whole Coke's bottle, apparently. Did you? <laughs> did you? Hey, yeah, good I job! I finished my yeah. entire bottle of Cristalino. What alcohol percentage is Cook's? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Why are you asking me this? Reading is. It's just. Is Wendy the youngest? It's not for children. Is, is she yes. a baby? Yes, she okay. is the youngest. Because that was a very baby response. I don't know. Oh, baby. <laughs> Can baby read the bottle? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Shut up, both of you. Thank you for listening to Getting Lit, available monthly on iTunes. If you want to learn more about our love of romance novels, you can visit GwenWendy.com. That's GwenWendy.com. You can also learn more about my professional life at alonastonebreaker.com, and I also have a blog there. Um, thanks again, Katie, for being on the blog. You're welcome. Podcast. Maybe next time we will read a book that's reasonable and actually, you know... Deep. Basically, the books we chose for guests are always terrible. Like. <laughs> thanks. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> Appreciate it. Feel your love. Uh, you're welcome. Like the one we read with your mom, Wendy? Oh, my God. God, that, that was, was awful. the worst. That's your choice. Uh, may all your spaces be grim. <laughs> Vienna Lana's podcast. Wendy and Lana's podcast. Get literary, get literary. Woo!